Welcome back to Talk and Smack. Yep. I'm so excited to have my friend Andrew here. He's part of the production crew, and I'm just super excited to talk to you. I know we talked about this kind of in the beginning when we were first starting it. We wanted yeah. to talk about mindset and limiting beliefs, but it's everything. If you want to introduce yourself, tell us what you do. Yeah, my name's besides- Andrew. I'm part of the production team here. Um, I've been doing video for about almost three, four years. Before that, I was in the restaurant industry. I used to, well, I started as a dishwasher. And then I moved up to restaurant management, traveling and opening up restaurants and training people. And then uh, when I was 25, I got my first uh, GM position. Mm-hmm. And I was running this like $4 million tap room and I just burnt my soul out. And mm-hmm. then I just took a hard look at myself and I was like, is this what I want to be doing for the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And ultimately just took a bet on myself and this is where we are now. Like it, mm-hmm. it's it's amazing to... To believe in yourself and push for what you want rather than Mm -hmm. people kind of like guiding you and telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like it's so common for us. And I know I've talked about this on previous episodes, but it's like your life is set out for you. And then when you decide that you want to take a different path and do something completely different than anyone else is doing, it's sometimes really scary. Did you deal with any like limiting beliefs or like fears about going out on your own and what made you choose video? I didn't have people in my family that ran their own business. Mm-hmm. I didn't have like these uh, inner circles of entrepreneurs or or anything like that. So I was working 15-hour days at a restaurant. And when I did look at that, I was like, why can't I do this for myself? Mm-hmm. You know. And I think especially with like YouTube nowadays and you can connect on social media, it's, it's like there's endless amount of resources out there. And mm-hmm. you don't have to go to school to learn how to do video production. It's all about like – the mental will to want to do it and like put Mm -hmm. yourself out there. And so I think one of the biggest things um, is just having just a strong mind and being like willing to fail, like just put yourself out there and like hearing no and making a fool of yourself in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's so powerful to have that mindset of like knowing, hey, I'm going to fail. There are things that are going to come up that are going to be frustrating and I'm going to struggle, but I'm going to learn through it. I'm going to push through it. Mm -hmm. And to your point of, like thinking about like I'm someone who learns through doing yeah, like same. I could sit in front of a video and you could teach me how to yeah. do it but I need to kind of trial and error it myself and I mean even with little vlog cameras like tiny little things that don't yeah. have all these fancy equipment attached to it like I can't imagine how much time and effort went into learning the ins and outs of video and like Okay, so thinking about you not really having anyone in your circle that was an entrepreneur, what did that look like for you really going through to be like, okay, I need to bet on myself and what gave you the courage to do that? I think it was just finding my my heroes, right? Like you can find these YouTubers online, you can find people you look up to and just taking a little bit from everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily like copying somebody and what yeah. they do, but... I think originality comes from sources, mm-hmm. right? If, if you, if I look up to someone like Peter McKinnon or um, any of other creators I learn from, it's I don't want to be the next Peter McKinnon. I want to be be Andrew and mm-hmm. be authentically me. And so it's just putting all those resources out there and 
just writing out what you want and Mm -hmm. kind of going after it. Um, When you first started, do you feel like who were your heroes uh, getting started? Like, is there is there like heroes in, in the lash world? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I definitely had trainers that I looked up to. Mm-hmm. I definitely had people that I was like, I want to be like them. But exactly like you said, I was like, okay, I want to be like bits and pieces of them. Like I want to be aspirational like yeah. them. Like there are things that I really admire about the way that they do things, but I still want to be myself. And I feel like that was really hard in the beginning because I was like, oh, I want to be the next this person or I want to be the next this person. And after kind of reading a couple books, starting to really get into podcasts mm-hmm. and like really learning myself and who I was and who I wanted to be. I started to think that same thing. Like you said, like, I want to be me. I want to be the next Mackenzie Graham. Like, I want to be that kick-ass boss that, like, does all these things, but I want to do it my way. Mm. And staying original, I feel like, is sometimes hard because, like you said, like, I gain inspiration from outside sources. I'm not someone that is, like, super creative just by myself. I'd like to think I am, but I do need that outside inspiration sometimes. And... It's it's hard to pave a way for yourself and be original and still be true to who you are until you really know who you are. And Facts. I feel like it's it's so important to do that inner reflection first to figure out who you are because then it's so much easier to just show up as you mm-hmm. and kind of build from there. What motivated you to put yourself out there? Was it was it just the love of doing like lashes or was it more or so like, Hey, this is a business that I want to want to start. I think for me, like in terms of putting myself out there, Mm. as far as putting my face on social media, I had one instance where a client came to my door and she knocked on the door and she said, like, are you Mackenzie? Is this Maclash? Am I in the right place? Yeah. She had no idea what I looked like. And so then I knew I had failed at my social media mm. strategy, knowing that my potential clients had no idea what I even looked like. They they thought I had great work, yeah. but there wasn't a face. There wasn't a person that they could connect with. And so that's when I really started putting my face forward. And I also had a friend um, comment and say, we want to see more of you. I like posted a headshot. And I don't think I'd ever posted a headshot on my business page. And she said, we want to see you. Like, you are your business. And Mm. so I think that really propelled me forward to post more about myself. And now my page is literally me after me, after me, after me. Everyone loves it. I love it. I feel like, you know, Mm. people don't buy your product. They buy your brand and who you are. Mm And um, I feel like anyone getting started on social media, they have like this feeling of, my work's not there, but yeah. like if you can connect just on a personal level, like people are going to want to buy you and not mm-hmm. your lashing services or, or your video yeah. products. It's mm-hmm. like the business is you. And I think too, that's like validating even more, like show up as yourself. Like yeah. you don't have to be scripted. And I talked about this a little bit on Sarah's episode, but I felt, I used to feel like I had to be so scripted and so proper and so professional. And it's yeah. just, it's not relatable. And it might be relatable to some people, but it's not relatable to me. So the moment I started showing up and like going back to like thinking about the limiting beliefs is I used to think like no one's going to buy from me if I'm not professional. No one's going to buy from me if I don't show up proper and, you know, makeup done and hair done and all these things. And of course, like that might make you feel more confident and comfortable. Mm -hmm. But I want to roll up in my sweats sometimes and I want to roll up in like my hair in a bun or in a hat and 
I don't take a full clientele anymore, but I have two clients that are left. And one was with me when I started at my first salon job right mm. after beauty school. Yeah. And another has stayed with me since I started out of my parents' house. And my work was shit. <laughs> like it was not yeah. good in the beginning, but because I built a connection with them, mm. that is what kept them coming back to me for so long. And of course my work has gotten so much better over time. Yeah. But I, th I think you're 100% on the money when you're saying like it's those connections that you're making and those relationships that you can build that will propel your business further. As a coach, why do you feel it's hard for people to get on social media? Do you feel like it's competition? Is it is it that vulnerability? Is it I think it's all of it. Yeah. I think it's fear because I think the biggest thing is people are worried about being judged by other people mm. or people are worried about looking stupid or feeling like – I know this one girl that I'm working with right now, she said, I feel like any tips that I share, I worry about other people coming on and saying that's wrong. Mm. And I think in our industry and probably your industry alike, it's so much personal preference. So I could have an opinion on the way that I do something and the girl down the street could have a completely different opinion and what works for her works for her, but what works for me works for me. Yeah. And like neither of us are wrong. We both just have our own way of doing things. I think the biggest thing, I don't think competition or that was something that never really bothered me because I just kept saying to myself in my head, it's the connections that I'm building. The mm. girl down the street could be 10 times better than me and cheaper, but it's the connection that I've built with them that keeps them coming back to me. That relationship. Yeah. That relationship. But I, th I think it's the fear of putting themselves out there up to be judged mm. or they're worried about trolls or things like that. And yeah. like I went through all those same fears. I went through all those same beliefs. And I think it really is like we get in our own way. Like I think about regrets and it's like, if I don't go do this thing, if I don't put myself out there, I'm not going to be where I want to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. And I'm going to sit there and I'm going to wonder what's like, I, I try to go back to thinking of what's the worst case scenario. Yeah. I put myself out there. I do a reel. My lip sync is a little off. I have two trolls, but oh, maybe I gained two clients or I got signed two coaching clients because they related to this. Yeah. And I took my emotions out of it. And didn't really put a lot of weight on, like, if something only got 30 likes, I was like, well, it's this is testing. Like, yeah. and, and I started to really get excited about the process of it and think, okay, well, like, this is all a game to me now. Mm -hmm. Like, I get to play this game. I get to yeah. figure out what people like. And then I can learn from it and post more of those things that people like. So I think that was, you know, I mean, we all go through those fears. Yeah, and I, I, I directly, like, relate to, like, you have to detach yourself from your work, you know, mm -hmm. as much as like video is my passion. It's like, it's all about the reps, you know, mm -hmm. and like reps plus volume equals success. In the beginning when I was doing video, it's like my videos didn't look like Peter McKinn's videos. It was like so unmotivating to where I was like, I'm never going to get good at this thing. But mm -hmm. you have to accept being bad at something. It's because it's the first step of being good. I know? feel the same way about lashes. I know my lash sets were so horrible in the beginning, or I would be so proud of them, but then I would see somebody else's work on Instagram and immediately feel so defeated. Mm. And I think for our watchers and listeners, just compare, like, it's so easy for me to say this, but just comparing yourself now to where you were previously. Like, I know I'm not the best lash artist in the world. There's so many amazing, talented artists yeah. that are just absolutely incredible and much better than me. But I still have things of value to share. And All day, yeah. looking at my sets now versus 
eight years ago, nine years ago when I started, like that's what you have to focus on. And especially like for new lash artists and I'm sure even new like video producers and things, you know, Mm. you are going to get better. It's just having that confidence and that discipline to stick with it. Because the ten thousand hour rule, you're yeah. not you're not going to get there if you don't, if you don't put, put the, the reps in. in. Yeah. Exactly like you said. Where do you derive your confidence outside of of lashing? Like, what do you do outside of you know Mac Lash and and in your coaching to to make you feel like you can build that momentum to be kind of successful in all other areas? For me mm-hmm. personally, it's it's fitness. Mm-hmm. I just ground myself like early in the morning with a great routine and just just going hard in my body so my mind is mm-hmm. is connected and clear. Yeah. I feel the same way and I feel like it wasn't something I really put emphasis on until the last honestly probably 9 months or so mm. because I wasn't really taking care of myself and I constantly felt flustered, I constantly felt like I didn't really have anything together and the moment I started taking care of myself outside of work and like eating better and working out and making sure that this vessel yeah. is like yeah. primed for me to be on when I do need to be working, I feel like that really helped me and like I've said this a number of times but I'm a huge journaler and I feel like that really helps me either like get my anxiety out or get my ideas out and kind of like free up space in my mind for other things that I need. Do you have like a daily routine that you you ground yourself in? Like journaling Mm -hmm. is one. When I wake up, I I have a journal that's called the High Performance Planner. It's actually a planner. And so it's like it actually has prompting questions for Mm -hmm. you. And I think it just helps me be so much more intentional about my day rather than looking at it like, oh, I have all this time, like, what should I do? (laughs) And actually, like, plugging and playing my to-do list and things that are of most importance, Um, you know, higher priority things get done first. And I feel like that – so I do that in the morning, and I don't drink coffee anymore, but I have – Do you feel like coffee gives you – I hear a lot of people saying, like, caffeine, like, kind of gives them anxiety. Mm -hmm. It's definitely an anxiety trigger for me. And obviously I love the taste of it. I would love Mm -hmm. to have it every morning. I think it's really enjoyable and like it is a, it's a fun habit to get into, but it was definitely something that I noticed. I was like, oh, I feel my heart racing. Like I just feel anxious and uneasy. And Mm -hmm. it wasn't something that was helping me be the best version of myself for whatever tasks I needed to do. Yeah. And so that was something I had to cut out sadly. (laughs) But um, I want to ask you like what, keeps you disciplined to because i know you wake up at like four sometimes you're at the gym at four sometimes yeah you're just on it um for me i've found what works best is if i can be up before the sun up like it just feels good like i feel like she's sharp like you've already accomplished something um and so like my ideal day is probably like waking up at 3 30 going for a two mile run uh hit the weights for maybe like 45 minutes to an hour and then just eat a good breakfast and everything else just falls into place. Mm -hmm. I feel, you know, when I was in the restaurant industry, that helped me so much because I was already sharp when I met people. And, you know, in the service industry, especially, you know, corporate restaurants, like so many things go wrong. And like, Mm -hmm. as a leader, you can't be freaking out. Like Mm -hmm. you're on stage from, you know, the guest perspective, from the employee's perspective, like a great leader needs to just be still and confident. Mm -hmm. And, um, those are the things that that just made me feel that way. And I think, you know, physical strength directly resonates to mental mm-hmm. strength. And um, it, it's, it's also like, you know, what you're reading or what you're listening to, um, 
you know, I, I stopped watching things that, that made me not really think. Yeah. Uh, I started going towards education rather than entertainment. Mm-hmm. And so just being as, as um, ready for the day as possible and not mm-hmm. just, again, like you said, leading with intention. And yeah, I love that you talk about like what you're consuming is like affecting the trajectory of your life and who you surround yourself. Yeah, I'm big with. on that. Yeah. Like, okay, so talk to us about like your environment and what you do to keep yourself on track and the people you surround yourself with and the things that you consume. And if you have any book recommendations yeah. or anything um, like that, we'd love to hear. So I about two months ago I, I did this big thing because, you know, especially in like this digital age where we live in, like all the all these apps, their goal is to keep you on the app as long as possible. And They'll just, especially with like TikTok and it'll auto scroll for you sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and what you subscribe to, I I believe that's what you start thinking about. And so I was getting all these, you know, just a lot of funny stuff, but yeah. even like, you know, the women, especially like being a male and seeing all these women who are just half naked, it's just distracting, mm-hmm. you know, like your, your brain goes somewhere else and mm-hmm. it's not good for you. I just realized, you know, I was getting marketed because at the end of the day, we're all getting marketed something. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, there's this little option where you can just hit those three dots and say, I don't want this content. Mm-hmm. So I spent maybe a month of like things just yeah. coming at me and I was like, nope, that's not good. And started following like anything or everything that motivated me. And mm-hmm. I just saw this shift in in my perspective about life. Like, you know, people watch the Kardashians and there's so much drama and they're, they're wondering why they have all this anxiety and mm-hmm. um, there's so much drama in their life because that's what they're taking in. And, mm-hmm. and again, I feel like the outward message on these apps is to, to keep us just kind of deluded and mm-hmm. not be focusing on more important things. Yeah, I totally agree. And I'm such a firm believer of what you think is what you become. And yeah. I think that's why it's so important and been so important for me on like my journey to have the right mindset about things and knowing that like I am someone that wants to continue to learn and grow and become that best favorite version yeah. of myself and like failure is going to come like there's going to be speed bumps but having the right mindset around it is it's not going to set you back it's it's going to help you figure out new avenues or new paths that yeah. you need to go down and i think it's just i think it i think people forget or maybe they don't even know they don't have the tools to understand mm-hmm. that like our mind is so powerful that we have the ability to accomplish anything that we want to. Yeah. We just have to believe we can. And like you said, like there's so many resources for all of us. Like not doing something you want to do, especially nowadays with, like I said, all the online resources. That it Our just tiny can, computer yeah. that we can do anything we, we want with. We can figure out something and, and do whatever you want. And it's, it's either you just don't want to do it or you're just kind of lazy or again, mm-hmm. like no one showed you how to, how to learn or like to be able to believe in yeah, yourself. believe in yourself. And so that's why I think it's super important to again, like build, build a strong circle of people around you. And when I started making that shift of like educating myself and, you know, being disciplined, like I lost a couple friends and mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's tough because when you start doing something that, you know, a lot of people are interested it's going to separate you from them and it's not like they don't value your friendship it just kind of makes them look at themselves and feel a little bit uncomfortable like Mm -hmm. i feel like um especially people you grow up with they they have this you know this mindset about you know who their circle is and they feel confident because they know who you are Mm -hmm. but once you start changing it it makes them feel a certain way Mm -hmm. um and so i started surrounding myself with um 
people that I respect and people that I can I can learn from. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this rule called the plus negative rule. You always want to surround yourself with someone who's better than you mm-hmm. and then also someone you can teach. Mm-hmm. And so you're always kind of advancing, you know, whatever you're trying to learn. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I love that. I've, I haven't heard that actually. Yeah. And and so I I myself found value in coaching. Like I, I got mm-hmm. a coach uh, who runs a video agency in Bellevue. Uh, called uh, Brandtegic. His name's mm-hmm. Austin. Great guy. He got me into running. And, you know, not only do I find value in, in like his teaching about scaling an agency, but there's also, he's the person that I want to be at that level. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, at some point I'm going to cross that path. And, you know, sometimes there is a paywall, but, you know, it's worth it if you mm-hmm. want to get there. I mean, that's the whole idea is hiring someone that is in a position where you want to go. And they have the tools to help you get there. And I just think it's it's so beneficial to be able to learn from someone else who knows more than you. Yeah. And I and I think too, like when I first started, I felt like I have to do all of this on my own. Like I need to figure it out. Like I'm ultra independent. Yeah. Like I'm gonna do my own thing. And just realizing like I was holding myself back from not wanting to invest. And of course, like sometimes it's scary looking at it like, oh my gosh, this is a lot of money. Yeah, it's like $5,000. Like yeah, look, $10, is this yeah. actually going to get me to a place of like where I feel like I learned enough and I got, I like acquired the tools to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And it's just tough sometimes. Yeah. But like, I think if you're someone who wants to learn and grow and you have that mentality of I'm going to make the, best out of this like I'm going to learn from them and I'm going to get the tools to help me like it's you're going to be good it makes sense yeah (laughs) Yeah, it just makes sense yeah in your coaching experience do you feel like what was that like starting out when I hired coaches when your first coaching coaching client when I first started coaching clients it was it was actually pretty funny because it was something that someone asked me it was during COVID they said would you like offer any zoom coaching. Like I'm in a different state. Like I can't make it to you. And I just was like, okay, yeah, let's figure it out. Like you can be my Guinea pig. And it was really cool because over the time of me creating my coaching program, like I created an intake form so that I already had, so I didn't have to waste any of our hour that like I already knew exactly what they wanted to talk about rather Mm -hmm. than like hopping on the call and being like, okay, tell me a little bit about yourself. Like tell me all this. It was, so it was really nice streamlining that process. So we could just hit the ground running in that hour and just cover everything that they needed. And half the time we'd be pretty much done in 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, what else can I help you with? And they're like, oh, that was a lot of information. But it's been, it's been really cool, like connecting with my coaching clients and helping them kind of and i feel like more often than not it's the mindset piece of things that we dive really heavy mm. heavily into because that's the piece that's going to help you the most in the long run helping them break their limiting beliefs exactly mm. and that's exactly what i had to do and i'm sure like any entrepreneur deals with that and yeah. it's it's tough to really train your mind to think differently because it's tough because it's you're not only training your conscious thoughts you have to go to the point of your subconscious has to believe that that's true and i think so many things that we grow up with whatever our family dynamic is like Mm. you have subconscious beliefs about money you have nature versus nurture about you know family and marriage and relationships and like so many things that 
you don't know that you believe. They're just hanging in the back. Uh Uh-huh. And you have to like kind of untangle those and figure out like, okay, yeah, I'm going to keep this or like, nope, we're discarding this belief and we're bringing in a new belief. And it's it's something that you have to work on every single day. Mm -hmm. I feel like it starts with knowing you deserve better. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to change something, like it has to be. I want to change it because I deserve this. And I think that's what holds a lot of people back is mm-hmm. they're like, well, I don't know if I see myself in that light. Mm-hmm. And it, it again, it starts with the confidence of just grounding yourself in good habits. I'm learning so much from, you know, Cameron, like how organized he is with his like Google calendar. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, how did I keep my life organized? Like before <laughs> right. that, you know, like I yeah. just like, oh, I'll remember that. I'll just mm-hmm. bank it somewhere. Yeah. I know the girls always make fun of me. Like, Anytime Diana's like, okay, we need to order this. It's not on the whiteboard. And like, I'll start to walk away. She's like, maybe you should put it in your reminders right now. Cause I will forget if it's not in front mm-hmm. of me, if I don't set a reminder, it's not happening. Yeah. And like, I admire that about so many people who actually like have everything like dialed. And that's something that is a habit I'm trying to create. And I, this past year I read, um, Atomic Habits Ooh, that's a good and one. it was such a good book. And I feel like I actually want to read it again. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's really cool knowing that like you have the ability to create new habits, mm. to create the life that you want. And I think that's where people stop themselves is the fear and the like, oh, am I really going to be this person? Like, oh, well, if I have to create these new habits, like this is going to be my new lifestyle and I can't just coast like I normally do. Yeah. And I think sometimes that holds people back. For me, what inspires me is, you know, I have, I have this skull tattoo on on my chest and it's it's over my heart because one day death is coming for me mm-hmm. and my heart hurt's going to stop and then there'll be nothing left. And so I have to make every second count, make every mm-hmm. conversation count and live to the fullest. And I think in this digital age, our attention's always being pulled in different directions that we, we forget that mm-hmm. time is valuable and certain relationships are valuable and you have to make the most out of it. And so I don't I don't want to be 80 years old and be like, I didn't do that because yeah. I was scared of what other people thought or, you know, I... I just didn't have the time for it. So it's just prioritizing like what's important to me and at the end of the day, what I want my life to look like when I'm 80. Mm -hmm. Is there any like moment that gave you that perspective of, oh, time is fleeting? Like what made you want to get that tattoo? Was there something that happened or how did you gain that perspective? Um, Thankfully, I haven't had any like big deaths in my life. Um, My dog passed away and that was super sad. Uh, R.P. Milo. He was, he was the sweetest boy. I got him when I was in, in middle school and, you know, he passed away two years ago and, uh, I didn't take him to the vet because it was during COVID. So I had like a at home doctor visit Mm -hmm. and it was the coolest way to go out. You know, we put him out on the, on the grass at home and they do like the, the injection and you kind of hang out. But again, just thankfully I haven't had any big deaths, but that was, that was a moment to where it's just like time does pass. And Mm -hmm. again, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror one day and just be all, all aged up. And yeah. again, if you're not, if you don't have great habits, if you don't have a strong mindset, you're going to regret a lot of things. And mm-hmm. if you don't take action now, then yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, what was this all for? Mm-hmm. I feel like it's so easy to take our lives for granted until something like that happens, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. And um, I was, I, ha- I had, witnessed a lot of death in my family Mm. growing up from like 
junior high to high school to like consistently like every year to two years someone passed away because grandparents and then um my papa who i was the closest with my mom's dad what was his name his name was stefan stefan he was badass he was samoan yeah and so he was my mom's stepdad but we grew up and he was ours and so i would tell people that i was samoan and they were like "Mm, no Mm. (laughs) like little white blonde girl i don't think so but um it was really hard and we were actually there when he took his last breath Mm. and then my cousin passed away um shortly after that and it was just like that is really what gave me that perspective on time and like really understanding that you have to make the most of this life because you have no idea when your last day is. And I think it's just, it's so important. And then we had to put down our lab um, in between that. And that honestly hit me yeah. really hard. It, it's tough losing it, you mm-hmm. know, losing a pup. You know, you're again, yeah. it's like that nonverbal communications. Like they were mm-hmm. such a big part of your life. Um, why do you feel like a lot of people don't think about that a lot? Like just, Honestly, and I think because I was so young, I think I was like 12, the first grandparent I lost and like watching my family's reaction to it. And even though it was a, a my great grandpa and we, we did family dinners every Sunday and it was like that was the first time I really like felt the gravity of yeah like, oh my gosh, like I'm not going to be here forever. And then when my cousin, when he was 21 and passed away, it was like, oh shit. Like my great grandpa was like 86, but like realizing like, oh my gosh, he like, he was 21. A whole life not lived. And then having like, yeah, a whole life not lived. And like, I've had a couple like friends or friends, siblings pass away. And it's just, I think that's the biggest thing that opened my eyes Mm -hmm. to realizing like, I have to have a sense of urgency about this life. And I have to have a sense of urgency about my goals. Otherwise, it's not going to be accomplished. Yeah. And I could be gone tomorrow. And I hopefully will be in heaven, not regretting anything yeah. that I had done. But yeah. like looking at it, like it's just I, I feel like that's the biggest thing. And, and I think people like start to realize that as they get older. Or even thinking about something as silly as like, oh, I was unhappy with my weight when I was 21. And now I'm like, damn, I looked good. Like thinking about things like that too, like your perspective on things change. And as you grow older and you learn more, you can start to look at things differently. And I think too, like what's helped me is like the books that I read, the podcasts that I listen to, like we were talking about the things that I consume have really given me, you know, insight on the kind of person that I want to be and the kind of urgency that I want to have about the life that I'm living. I've been thinking about, I made this, uh, I don't know if you do this, but like dream boards, like uh, vision boards. Mm-hmm. And I made it and it was super inspiring. And I looked at it three, a couple months ago and it just didn't motivate me anymore. It was just all kind of materialistic things. It was very like, oh, I want this car or I want mm-hmm. this camera or um, I want, you know, the penthouse in Seattle and yeah. it, it just felt hollow. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to like really focus on a fulfilling life mm-hmm. and like the impact I can have on, on the people around me. And, um, at the end of the day, I want to be remembered as a person who was a great resource and was giving and, and help people along their journey. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like, you know, when, when you create your vision board, is it more led from a place of, of purpose or is it more led from a place of like 
things you want. It's definitely purpose now. And it's funny that you say that because I have two vision boards, different Mm. ones that I've created at different times. And like the one that I created in 2020 is definitely material driven. And it's, I want to have this kind of house. It's, I want the G wagon. I want like all these things. And I think just realizing more, like even going through divorce and understanding like, oh, like, no, like my relationships, that those are the biggest things to me. Like that's Mm -hmm. the most important thing to me is my relationships with people. And like that G-Wagon isn't going to make them love me more. Yeah, it'd be cool to Yeah, it'd be dope. But like looking at these things is I have completely shifted my focus as well. And it's more like I want to make an impact on people's lives, whether that's lash artists or people through the podcast talking about mindset and helping them grow and develop in a way that helps them be more successful. Yeah. And become that favorite version of themselves, then like that's that's my goal. And I think I'm at a point where like obviously yes, the money is nice, and you know I want to travel and I want to do those things that fill my soul. But like I'm not in any of my aspects of the business for the money. It's it's the connections and the impact that I can make, and like having my voice be heard to help other people change their mindset or help mm. other people even just raise their prices in their business yeah. to help them be more successful and have a more balanced life. Would you say that's your purpose right now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think really just, I think the older I get, the more I realize I want to help people with their mindset because that was something that was so huge for me. And when I was dealing with so much anxiety, yeah. it was it was the mindset piece of things that really shifted everything for me that I was able to be a calm human and like yeah. actually feel peace and excited about my life, excited about work and excited about all the things outside of work. And I think it's just really eye opening to me that like my mindset where I was and like the goals that I wanted then versus the goals that I want now are so yeah. much more purpose driven. I love that. Why, why do you feel like a lot of people don't search for that purpose everything on instagram is a highlight reel and these coaches are talking about oh i bought myself a g-wagon or yeah. i had a hundred thousand dollar cash month like this, or, like, hey check out my ferrari yeah. in the back. and yeah. it's it's like i think and i think it comes back down to is knowing yourself yeah and coming to the conclusion of like really understanding what you want out of this life because i can't take that g-wagon with me to heaven <laughs> like yeah. you know what are you gonna bury me in my g-wagon like i don't think fly. so yeah. <laughs> but like it's just thinking about these materialistic things like while they're beautiful and nice and yeah mm-hmm. i'm high maintenance about a couple things and i want yeah. like you know some fun stuff and that's okay like that's not the be all end all for me And I I think, like I said before, it's just knowing myself and learning exactly what's important to me because I could be driving a beater, but I could have the best time with my friends or my family. And like, it's, it's the quality of the experience for me now. Cause if I'm upset and I don't have relationships and I'm not close with the people that mean the most to me and I'm sitting in a G wagon, like it doesn't matter. The circle I've created and everything we're kind of pushing towards if i got it by myself i wouldn't enjoy it as much Mm -hmm. you know like could i do it alone and take a lot longer Mm -hmm. but i'd rather you know get a studio with you know cam kevin zach and aaron and throw a party in it and make this be our thing rather than it just being mine Mm because there's so much more 
depth of just emotion and feeling and celebrating together rather than mm-hmm. again alone. Well, and I think it's so cool too, like even just on the recording days or things like that, seeing how you all work together and brainstorm and talk about all the things is so inspiring. And I'm like, wait, I want to like, can I be in on this? Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to listen to the brainstorm Did you production talk. Production team, sir. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's really cool seeing your guys' circle and how much you guys care about each other, how much you care about what you do and how supportive you are of each other. And like, I know Aaron and I talked about this a little bit on our episode, but like you guys are willing to check each other too and be like, Hey, like you're fucking up (laughs) or like you need to get right on this. Everything. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really believe if you have a friend that, that won't call you out on your shit, like if I start, you know, going down a dark hole and start drinking every night, I know Aaron's going to pull me up and be like, dude, Mm-hmm. what the hell are you doing like yeah let's, let's go get it and so it's just surrounding yourself with people who have again the same intentions and that ambition that that you have because mm-hmm. if you don't you're going to be at the bar with all your friends and again like Aaron said like you're going to look up and just be like where'd the time go where'd my life you go? know and um just also inspiring your friends to get what they want out of mm-hmm. life like I want Aaron to have everything in his life that he wants and like how can I be of service of that to make mm-hmm. that happen well I gotta be a thousand percent every day and show up for myself so I can show up for them mm-hmm. 100% so for people who don't have a group like this yeah how would you do you have any advice for people yeah, helping definitely. like finding a group like this I, I think you, first you gotta start you gotta audit like I said, I you got to audit your social media. You have to audit, you know, your family. You got to audit your friends. And like you said, just journal what you want. Mm-hmm. Just ask for what you want and what your ideal life looks like. And then, again, with social media, you can connect with anybody. Mm-hmm. There's Facebook groups. There's meetups. There's, as like COVID was, it separated everybody. But like everyone's online. Like yeah. you, can, you can meet people and go to a gym and find people and, I, I think it all starts with just being honest with yourself, just asking mm-hmm. like, this is the life I want to live. Now, where are these people hanging out at? Yeah. And, you know, and just being open to like, my way is not the best way. What can I learn? You know, like I know I'm not the best uh, camera guy out there. I, don't, I know I don't know all the shots, but I know Cam does. And mm-hmm. I can I can lean on Cam and be like, Cam got this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it's just putting a team together that, again, we all have the same vision. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. have that? In, in your circle at the moment? I feel like yes and no. Yeah. Like my Instagram friends and like work friends, I feel like we all like even at the last conference that I was at, the girl that I was rooming with and then one of our other friends who lived there would come in after everything. Like we'd go out to the bar and then we'd come back and then we'd talk shop. Yeah. And we'd be – we were up the three different nights up till 2.30 just talking about work. And, and like it's so organic. It just, it mm-hmm. just pours out of you like, exactly. like just a river and everyone's – contributing it's not yeah. just you just talking about what you love to your friends mm-hmm. and, and just kind of like flying over their head it's yeah it's like we're all in this and how can we just level up mm-hmm. you know exactly and I feel like I have like other coaches that I've worked with in the area or other just like beauty entrepreneur business owners that I've talked with and even you guys I'm like you guys are like my little mini yeah, mastermind too like definitely. I love our like pod talks and you know things like that that we do and it's just really inspiring to surround yourself with people who are so passionate about what they're doing because that rubs off on you yeah and like your circle is so important and they do affect the course of your life and i just think i i think it's so important and like obviously my friends outside of work who have their own jobs and own things going on it's like it's just a different dynamic and that's okay 
And um, it's, you know, you can, I feel like you can have different groups for different things, but yeah. I definitely feel like my more work friends are the ones that are like, okay, we're talking about work all the time. It doesn't even feel like work. Like no. I don't like calling these guys like my work friends. Yeah. Like, they're they're homies. Yeah, they're, they're family. Family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, they were all at my birthday party and like everyone who was at my birthday party is some type of entrepreneur, mm-hmm. you know, and, like someone rent has run or does their own business and like the conversations you know i walked out in the back and everyone's talking about like these like big themes not just like about drama or like just like mm-hmm. you know random stuff it's just like cutting out the fluff and just talking about what's important and i feel like too like in p- previous episodes people have talked about like oh this one girl said this thing and it held me back from doing something that i wanted mm-hmm. or someone said this and like it's been in my head ever since it's stuck with me and uh like one of my experiences from that is i was in beauty school and i was just about to graduate and i like had got my job at the salon that i was yeah. going to work at and i ran into one of my high school friends dads And he said like, oh, yeah, well, you can go back to school one day. Like this can just be a fun little job for you. And he completely made me feel like shit. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like what I'm doing isn't real. Like this isn't a real job. And Mm. I would always just say, oh, I'm just a lash artist. Someone's putting you in a box. Yeah. Yeah. And it it really like – First of all, I was like, fuck that guy. (laughs) Like, I was all mad about it. But then on the flip side, I was like, oh, well, maybe there's some truth to what he's saying. And then I started to get in my head. That's what the the limiting beliefs started to roll in. And I clearly am still not over it. (laughs) But like, looking at it now, like, obviously, I've worked past that and built something bigger. And I remember, like, this was probably only like three or four months ago. I was with my family at Costco and he was there and I was like, this like reaction came up in mm. me. I was like, oh, I hate this. Be- and I and I was like, part of me would love to go up to him and be like, do you want to see what I've built? Check this out. Remember yeah. when you told me? But it's f- so funny too because he probably doesn't even remember that interaction. He doesn't remember any of that. But mm. like another thing too, like your words carry weight and they stick with people. And it's like, don't say anything that you – don't actually mean or don't say anything just to be rude yeah like or and he probably didn't even think anything of what he was saying to me yeah and um but that's like an instance too that i let somebody else say something that has made me get in my head about so many things and probably not take as many steps as i would have right off the get right out the gate and just having that own self-confidence like no one's going to do the work for you. Mm. No one is going to sit there and be your cheerleader. Mm. And there are a lot of people in your life, hopefully, that will be a cheerleader for you and support you. But like you have to be your own cheerleader and you have to be excited for yourself and you have to be willing to put in the work and the hours and the time to yeah. you know, reach those goals and get to where you want. Do you feel a lot of people just don't see success fast enough and that's why they give up yes i feel like that's a huge thing and i think so many people forget that nothing is overnight and i think too like people who like a potential person on instagram who follows me today probably thinks oh well this just happened this happened overnight but they don't see the nine years Mm. of hard work and time and tears and just dedication to keep something going and it's not all butterflies and rainbows yeah. and it's not easy none of it's easy and 
so it's it's really interesting kind of like you were saying earlier like so many people think like oh it's it's just going to be easy or i'm going to figure this out quickly or like oh i'm going to be the next whatever but yeah. you have to go through that like trial and error learning period and you have to get in the right mindset to just fail over and over and over and learn from it and get better yeah again if you're not willing to fail do you like deserve it absolutely as far as like keeping things on track goes and like yeah. building momentum do you feel like i know we kind of talked about habits do you but are do you have any habits that keep you on track and like keep building that momentum or are there any things that you've implemented that you feel like has helped you continue to be successful and keep the needle moving i think the biggest thing is like from momentum is protecting your energy it's like again surrounding yourself with not negative people because mm -hmm. as soon as something happens and someone leaves like a negative comment or like says something and puts you in a box then that just brings you down mm -hmm. you know and it, again it's being intentional with what you're listening to who you're surrounded by what your daily habits are like if, if i'm gonna go pizza or if i'm gonna eat this you know chicken wrap it's mm -hmm. like if i go pizza i'm not gonna be able to do like that five miles tomorrow yeah and, you know just making better decisions and better habits it's like you stack those small wins so long term like you have this big win so will you tell us about your future plans for work personal yeah. anything you're excited about coming up um co-create is mm -hmm. the agency that me and all the guys have put together. Um, we're looking to work with just passionate people. There's so many agencies, but we're really trying to do something different. And I think we're still working on like that different part. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as like personal branding goes, I want to branch off into like fitness and coaching at mm -hmm. some point and uh, just kind of run with that. That's so cool. Yeah. I'm super excited to kind of like see everything unfold and yeah. come along. And I've loved working with you guys. You guys are literally the best. Thanks. And yeah. I think that concludes yeah, our episode. Good. Unless you have anything else you want to share. No, they, no? you're <laughs> the best host. I mean, thank you. Working with you has been, you know, taking a chance and doing this podcast. Like mm -hmm. it's hard again to put yourself out there. Like, mm -hmm. you know, being like, I want to start a podcast and connect with other people. Like, you haven't done anything like this before and just no. taking that chance on yourself and, mm -hmm. and saying like, again, like you have the confidence to do it and you're going to show people that, you know, all you have to do is start and mm -hmm. just be consistent and just follow through. And like, again, by next year, who knows where this podcast is mm -hmm. at. And, you know, I'd love to see you doing more conferences and like mm -hmm. doing like big group stuff. And I think, you know, what you're doing right now could lead to all of that. I think that would be really fun. Yeah. Drop a comment if you want to see a conference. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get it together. Sweet. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being here. I'm so yeah. glad you were able to come on. Yeah, this has been fun. And thank you guys for watching and listening. Give us a like and subscribe to our channel. We have new episodes every Thursday at 10 a.m. Drop a comment for a chance to win a t-shirt and we'll see you guys in the next one. Hey.